Hey, this is Peter from Hypocrisy, and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. All right, everyone, welcome back to a new episode of Interview Under Fire. This is your host, Sonny, here, and today I am with the seasoned music veteran in Peter Togren. Uh, quite the honor, man. Thank you so much for joining our IUF series today. Peter, this is an important and exciting time of the year for you and the rest of the guys over at the Mighty Hypocrisy with the release of your latest full-length album, Worship, uh, drops this fall on November 26th through Nuclear Blast Records. I want to start things off by commending you on all of the well-deserved recognition you've been getting so far. I mean, with that heavy-hitting single that just recently dropped, uh, Chemical Horror, quite a lot to discover about this amazing record and who you're all about. Before we get to all that, I'm going to ask you a very important question to start things off. Yeah. Do UFOs exist? <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, UFO, you know, <laughs> uh, it's unexplained. So there's a lot of unexplained. It doesn't mean that it comes from other worlds or other universe or other um, dimensions and stuff. But I do think something is out there. Yeah, for and, sure. Uh, and now, now I remember that response because we're going to talk about it a little bit further down the road. I feel yeah. like there is a light at the end of this long tunnel we've been in for the last, what, 18 months? I can't help but ask, yeah. man, how are you holding up these days? And how has life been in Sweden? Is that where you are right now? Um, if you yeah, can yeah, sum yeah. that up, like, how are you, man? Yeah. I mean, for me, it was good to get a break for one and a half year. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a bad way of saying, but I mean, I cope pretty good because... I live out in the woods, you know, and uh, it, it ain't much here, you know, <laughs> mm. and I really enjoy it. So, I mean, the only time I leave the house is when I go to the grocery store or something like that. So I really don't hang out in the local bars anymore and, and things like that. I, I don't know why. I, I for, for me, it was a good time to recharge my batteries, I think. Uh, and I know it's been hell for all of us. You know, I couldn't see my mom and dad for, yeah, year yeah. and a half. You know, we, we were just standing uh, like, I don't know, 15 yards away from each other because, you know, uh, because of the COVID shit, you know. So you, um, it, it, it was a weird time. Uh, I'm glad everything is fine now. You know, I mean, it's opening up. Uh, maybe we're going to get a, another knock on our face, you know, again, when, if this goes bad. I mean, yeah. you see concerts now, you see uh, football and you name it, you know, and it's thousands and thousands. So I guess you would have seen it start peaking again if it really got bad. So maybe we can get away with it. I don't know. I mean, making the best of the situation is what we got to do. I'm glad you're doing well. Yeah. I mean, I think taking care of yourself is something that I learned, especially within yeah. the last 18 months is making sure that you're okay before you do everything else. And and you're doing that now, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I know it's it's been a crazy, crazy 18 months, but hypocrisy, here's the thing. I, I talked about it before the interview started. You guys have been around three decades of headbanging, man, and more. 1991, yeah. you had the inception of this band. You've been at yeah. this for a while, Peter. And by that, I mean, you've done some. It means that I'm very old, man. No, that means that means instead of being old, you are refined. You learn more as you, as you grow. That's, <laughs> that's the way a I, good that, word for that's for, the way for I being, see it. Getting old <laughs> now. You've done extensive, extensive touring, right? Throughout that timeline that that I just talked yeah, about. Yeah. Whether it's with Hypocrisy or Pain or Bloodbath or Lockup, The Abyss, you've performed at you know a handful of festivals like Valken and Hellfest and Brutal Assault, to name a few. 
what is it about performing live that you love the most or maybe even miss the most? Do you have a newfound appreciation today? Uh, we, we did two festivals to, uh, a month ago hmm. in August, and uh, it was nice to be back, put it that way. You know, it's a, it's a feeling that it's only you who's been on stage can really uh, describe. It's, it's a great feeling, especially when you play your own songs and you remember when you wrote the songs and now you're standing in front of thousands of people yeah. And they're all into it. What you were sitting on your couch at home and writing, you know, many years ago, depending which song or whatever, you know, and that also gives you a kick that you, you can't get anywhere else. And, uh, you know, what we've seen in the last 18 months is, and you've seen it yourself, you know, you, I know you did the festival just recently, of course, shows yeah. are starting to open back up here in the States at least. And yeah. I've had artists like, Devin Townsend, you know, Insomnium, mm. August Burns Red, Trivium, come on Interview Under Fire, and they talked about live streaming. A lot of the bands, what they've been doing on stage, yeah. they're taking it to the screen like we're doing. Obviously, these interviews would be in person. But, yeah. you know, we adopted the situation. I remember Nilo from Insomnium, he, ta- he told me about his experience on, you know, selling virtual tickets to the fans and streaming a show yeah. or pre-recording a show. But with the amount of experience that you've taken in, Peter, that you just talked about, you know, yeah. the, the, the tours you played in, the, the countries you played in, the, the many bands you partnered up with. Do you yeah. think what we all saw during the rise of the quarantine-induced live streaming, is that going to affect the touring musician business going forward, do you think? Like, has it already been affected? Do you still see bands doing something like this as a normality once we enter, you know, 2022 and beyond? Are we talking tours or live streaming? Tours, like, you know, tours yeah. in general, but you do, do you think yeah, live yeah, stream I, will just be kind of a normality? It's, it's normality yeah. now, you know? Yeah, it's a cool thing. Uh, I mean, I did it with pain. I did this 360 thing. Yeah. And uh, when was that? In, in May? How was that? 2020. Uh, in the beginning, it was weird. But when we went live and you started playing, you actually could, your body actually reacted on like, shit, there's a lot of people watching right now. Mm. So it, it it's never the same as, you know, standing in front of a crowd, but you got something there. It wasn't just standing in front of a camera and, and, and playing. So it was really cool. And I think it's, it's a good thing if you want to do something special, you know, uh, yeah, well, it, not just a, a concert straight up, you know, but you want to put in some more stuff in between the songs and s- stuff like that. I think it could be a really cool thing, even if you can tour. I, I really hope we can tour nowadays. It, it all depends. I mean, it, it's pretty early. Well, you had it for three months that people could uh, play live, right? Yeah. And uh, you, who, yeah. who knows? I mean, here in Texas, cases are rising again. I don't know what okay. it's going to be like a week from all now, right. a month from yeah. now, you know? And uh, I don't mean to cut you off there, but but I, I was going to say, I was going to add to what you were saying. I've had many artists come on the show and they talked about... Um, yeah, I would love to do live streaming. It gives me a chance to engage with my fans. And some artists would say, I'm not doing shit until all this yeah. is over, you know? There's always yeah. that uncertainty going forward. I, I, we So we just covered the metal tour of the year. I don't know if you knew about that. Lamb of God and Megadeth, they're touring the States yeah. here. And it was, yeah. it, it was my first show back since the pandemic. And I didn't know what to do with myself. You know, it was just yeah. a lot of people showed up. And, and luckily, they're still touring. You know, no one has, you know, knock on wood. And there's, no one has broken out with any cases yet. But you yeah. know, it's kind of it's kind of seeped in the back of your head. It's like, okay, 
you kind of worry, okay, hopefully they can do the tour. Hopefully nothing goes wrong. And um, I feel like we could just dive into that rabbit hole even further. So hopefully yeah. things. But I th- I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we're scarred for life. Anyhow, mm-hmm. you know, all of us, all of us are going to be a, a lot more paranoid for the future, you know, um, kids as seniors or whatever, you know, and um, yeah, hopefully we can just work it through and hope the, the vaccine works or hope it kills itself. You know, now this Delta thing is, is out everywhere. And mm-hmm. They say it's more easier to catch, but it's not as deadly. It's more like a flu or something like that. I don't know. You read different things every day. So yeah. uh, if that's the case and they see it's not out of control in a few months, because in uh, Sweden, they opened everything. No, actually, they, they start next week. They open everything like Corona never happened. So, All right. so a lot of people are warning, like, this is not a good idea. Hmm. But the government says, hey, let's do it. So let's see how that goes. Yeah. So awesome. I, I think all these countries that are opening up, I guess they just have to to see for themselves what, what's happening, you know, with the curve. If it goes up or if it just stays flat, then it's almost over. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not I'm not we don't know. Science, <laughs> but but science but, or anything. No, but well well said. This. I mean, I, I think you speak for a lot of people because we we don't know. You know, we didn't live no. through the last Spanish flu. It's what we're seeing mm. on you know on the papers. Now, speaking of the future, let's talk about the new yeah. music, right? We talked about everything but yep. the new music. 14th yeah, album, man. Uh, Worship drops November 13th. 20th. Thir- is it 13? Okay. So I think no- so. November 20th. We think it's thir- 13 or 14. One of the two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Drops November 26th on Nuclear Blast Records. Now, before we get into the core on Worship, this is your first yeah. album in eight years since 2013's End of Disclosure. I have a yep. question for you, Peter. You mentioned how... A lot of things in the world stopped, right? And it was time to yep. finish everything you hadn't finished. If the yep. coronavirus pandemic never happened, would you say we would still have a new album this year? Yeah, for sure. Okay. I mean, we we, we started, I don't know, 18 to uh, write on this. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, of course, I had to do a Lindemann album in between. And I had to tour and... Uh, I had to do actually between the the last hypocrisy and the new one. It's one, uh, two Lindemann albums, one Pain album. I, I think four or five hypocrisy tours. The same amount of with Pain, maybe even more. Yeah, it's got to be more. And Lindemann, we did a few tours as well. And you know, yeah, time flies. It really does, you know. Uh, and obviously, yeah. catch, catching up on things that we initially delayed. It's like when the pandemic started. It's like, okay, now I get to catch up on stuff that I didn't do before. That's why I wanted to ask yeah. that question, like, because yeah. some some bands they were finally able to resume writing on their album that they kind of just delayed. Now, and the we yeah. saw so much uh, music in the last year and a half, and yours is one of them. Here you yeah. are, you know, thirteen albums in in thirty years. I don't care who you are. Uh, thirteen albums yeah. isn't an easy thing to do. Thirty years isn't yeah. an easy thing to do either. I mean, does it feel like everything just went by in a blink at the same time? <laughs> I mean, only if you're suicidal, you do this for 30 years. <laughs> uh, fuck. I mean, there's no business like show business. Let me tell you. The, oh, yeah. the, the older I get, the more fucking stupid shit I see. And yeah, what can you say? Uh, but I mean, it doesn't feel like 30 years, of course. Uh, I don't know. 2000. 
just disappeared somehow for me. Mm-hmm. It was just like a a blind time. I, I don't know why. It's like I don't have anything good from 2000 to 2010. Put it that way. Yeah. In in my life, in my life as well, I think I was so busy starting picking up touring again, because before Mm -hmm. that, in the 90s, I hardly tour and I stayed in the studio and produced bands. So 2000, 2010, it was just tours all the fucking time, you know. And so, yeah, 10 years there. So it feels like 20 years. Put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know, from uh, uh, so I want to get to the album because because. Yeah. From songs like the title track to Dead World, which is my personal favorite, Brotherhood of the Serpent, yeah. Another Day, Gods of the Underground. This this clocks in at around you know 51, 51 minutes. And you guys have mm-hmm. done it again. Again, this is my opinion, but I want to give a shout out real quick to Jackie from Nuclear Blast Records. She wrote in one of the press releases we got that this mm-hmm. album was a fusion of the modern and the ancient, ancient. And I couldn't agree with her more because you had sounds of, you know, melodic death metal, you know, and thrash, which are very suitable for old fans in the new. You had a mix of both. It was catchy. It was heavy. Mm -hmm. Good formulas all all around. And and here's the thing. You have already with hypocrisy, Peter, you already have albums which have gone to be certified, you know, as as staple records amongst thousands of fans and musicians today. You Mm -hmm. know, Virus, uh, Abducted, uh, even your first album, Penetralia. You know, yeah. walk me through this. I know this was two to three years in the making, but how much did things change from when you first started composing on Worship to where you ended up finishing it? Did you already have a specific sound in mind or did it just kind of just develop into what it is today? Uh, I think over the last, I don't know, 20 years of writing music or 25 years, mm-hmm. I just started writing what I would like to hear. Uh, I just kept that up I, I followed my heart what i thought was good not what was trendy or how to make uh, to sell more albums or whatever it was just i followed my heart and of course you listen to new stuff so you get new influences and you just keep on writing but i, I think it's very important that hypocrisy stays hypocrisy it's like acdc i always bring that up you know you don't want acdc to sound anything else than acdc you know, very true. So, uh, for me, it's also with hypocrisy. I mean, we try to stay in our roots. I mean, I, I guess now on this album, you can definitely really feel the um, back from the time the evolution of our development, you know, in 95, 96, 7, 8, or something like that. It has that vibe into it. And it, I guess, it's, this is the typical hypocrisy you know uh, how we write and i mean especially for me how i write my melodies my thing i get it has my uh, my stamp on it and i just try to do it more interesting and better songs yeah like i knew it was hypocrisy when i heard it you know and a big part of yeah. that is i want to get into this because the production it was it was sharp it was on on point it was polished it, w- it was well-rounded it really showed dedication to your craft it wasn't overproduced it was just right especially for an audiophile like me right now recording and mixing took place at your abyss studio in sweden and mastering was completed by svante forsback at chart makers audio mastering uh talk about that and talk about svante Uh, i'm sure there was that sense of comfortability in the studio for you knowing that you had full control over how you wanted it to sound you know the way you wanted it to sound yeah Definitely. It's very important uh, to, to um, not be influenced by 
other people around you to tell you what to do with your music. I mean, I'm a very stubborn person. I have a, when I start writing, I always write in my head, you know, riffs and stuff like that. And then I had to sit down with the guitar and, you know, bring it out. So uh, if I have a vision of a song that I'm making, I, I don't want someone to put their nose in it. <laughs> Sorry. That's of okay. Course, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, like we did, uh, um, we took one, one week, I think in, in the summer of 2018, me, Horg, and Michael, we sat down and just tried to write together. And that's a different thing. And that's how we did also in the early days with Michael and, and Lars on drums. You know, Lars, he spit it out riffs all the time. You know, the craziest ones was mainly from him. It's like, how the fuck do you play this? You know, <laughs> he did everything really crazy. And that, and when you mix that with my my melodies and with Michael's, uh, you get a certain feeling. So, I mean, there was one song that we did with the early hypocrisy that I think all three was involved in was a uh, final chapter song. I think all three of us at that time wrote equal riffs. And actually- That's on, one of my uh, favorite songs of all time. That's so ironic that you. you brought that up. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Go, ahead. Go ahead. And uh, the, the part two is- I would say now uh, chemical horror because all three of us contributed mm -hmm. with riffs on that song and, and build it together. Oh yeah, I think also maybe Eraser. Everybody was in on it too. Okay, it was okay. another song. So you know uh, you get different elements from each other, and but problem was like in the end they contribute two riffs each on on the album, which is better than nothing because these two riffs each were really good riffs. So. And uh, and the rest I had to do, except uh, uh, Dead World, which uh, Sebastian your, wrote. Yeah, your, your, your son was involved yeah. in that. I was going to ask yeah. about that. because And that's my favorite song on the record. <laughs> wow, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it, ju it just goes back to, uh, uh, I don't know, five, six years ago when mm -hmm. me and Sebastian was bored and we started uh, writing death metal songs. We wanted to do a death metal album. And uh, we got as far as 11 songs, I think, without any lyrics. And then we were like, okay, then we got distracted by something else. Either I had to go on tour and, or he, he was bored and wanted to do something else. So uh, um, when we were doing the album now, uh, I said to Sebastian, I was like, come on, let, let me use this song. It's, it's insane. I, I think it's really good for hypocrisy. It's, it's a little bit, um, you know, renewal, you know, rethinking, yeah. because this is not what typical hypocrisy, but it's still sounds like hypocrisy so he said yeah sure go for it yeah and shout out shout out to sebastian shout out to the production team for putting this out there and you got something happening yeah. here man i'm just saying it's for yeah. something in the future bring bring them on board for any future collaborations that you may have you may have uh, planned um oh yeah but i mean he he wrote on on end of disclosure as well uh, oh wow soldier <laughs> so, so soldier of fortune he was 15 he wrote it uh we wrote like half of the song each so yeah uh, like father like son right what is that saying yeah yeah <laughs> no it, it's it's amazing i, I love i love saying that yeah. it really shows how much of an influence you had a positive influence you have i think it's important to be be someone like that to the next generation now uh i asked you earlier about mm -hmm. if you ufos exist right yes yeah. I'm a sci-fi fan, so I think mm -hmm. that was very important. Uh, I want to tie it into the cover artwork, which was done by Blake Armstrong. And Blake, he's known for his work with Cataclysm, In Flames, and Carnifex. Yeah. Uh, and this, I can't get over this album art. I mean, it shows humans reaching up to the sky as 
these glowing spaceships, like shaped like yeah. the hypocrisy sigil, and they beam yeah. down to descend on the civilization. All you need next, Peter, is just a movie to go with it, and then we got it. Now you got it. Yeah. Now, now I actually, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I actually came up with this idea in when I was in LA and writing music, I think it was 2017 or 18 or something. Okay. I, I, I don't, I think I still have the napkin where I do this pyramid with a cross on top and, and all that shit. And uh, do you have it? I had, I think I have it somewhere. I, <laughs> I'll be in LA in a couple of weeks, actually. So I'm gonna make, I'm gonna see if I can get some ideas there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but that's how it, it started. And then I got a Gerardo involved from Nuclear Blast, and I asked him if he can help me, you know, develop it. And uh, so I said what I wanted to have: pyramids and you know, flying crosses, like you know, like an old uh, electric like orchestra album, you know, where they do the logo as a spaceship or. Yeah, I think yeah. Boston also had it or something. I yes, can't remember, did. but I, but I just wanted that shit, you know. So, uh, and I guess Blake could read my mind, and he did it really good. And you know, between writing and yeah, great job, Blake. Shout out to him as well. Now, between yeah. writing and structuring the songs and the production process, I know we just got yeah. a few minutes left, but um, I, I want to keep. I want you to keep all this in mind as I'm asking you this because yeah. we talked about the album art. You know, the lyricism throughout worship i begin to think if there's something tangible like a theme to this album because you have a song like chemical horror which is about the pharmaceutical addiction and those who yeah. engineer it and then you have a song like dead world which is about the yeah. illuminati and the black ops government and then greedy bastards yeah. is, is about the greed and methods of control that we see various governments around the world today i mean is that yeah. true about themes to you is there one is there a few themes and how important are themes to you peter uh I what think every song has his own story. Maybe a few of them comes close together. So, yeah. you know, it's just a, like a, a part two or part three kind of, you know, but, but my point is just when I, I have a hard time writing lyrics. I hate writing lyrics. I think I suck on writing lyrics. So that really takes the longest for me to, to, uh, to finish, you know, a, a song I can write an album a month. No problem. But when it comes to put down <laughs> lyrics and make it all work, forget it, you know. Uh, so for me, it's just my thoughts. And I, I've done a lot of uh, research, you know, with a lot of different things. And that's what I'm writing about. And it's my thoughts. It's nothing politically. It, it's just like what I see plain straight out. What the fuck is going on in the world? And I write about it. Hey, it's working. At least for someone like me, it's working for as long as I've yeah. been listening to you guys. You know, from mm. the different experiences and perspectives in your timeline that you have taken in, which we have discussed about, whether mm. it's, you know, being in a band that's been through the journey like you have, performing for yeah. as long as you have, and the people, and even the fans you've met, you know, and work with during these records and worldwide tours, and your band, Hypocrisy, it's supposed to be a side project when all this began, and now you guys are considered yeah. a, a, a stepping stone in melodic death metal history. Peter, uh, I got to yeah, ask you I this. I got to ask you this, man. What is the most rewarding part for someone like you who is now at this point in their life at the same time has been involved with so many other different aforementioned talented bands, artists, individuals throughout that timeline mm. we have talked about? Do you ever just stop for a moment to take a look back at how far you've come? Yeah, I, I do. And I, I get I get very happy. And it's, you know, I'm very fortunate to work with all these bands in the studio, for example, that wasn't famous when they came in. They really 
you know, broke through afterwards, which I, I'm so happy and to, to, to be a part of, to see these people. Cause I always keep an eye on everybody. Yeah. You know, Dimmu Borger, uh, Amon all these bands, you know, and we even went out with both bands with hypocrisy and it's great. We can talk old times in the studio and things when none of us had any clues what the fuck we were doing. You know? <laughs> so I, I'm really fortunate with that. And also with the, the hypocrisy fans that so fucking loyal and, uh, are very stubborn, you know, <laughs> give us a fucking album now, you know, stop bullshitting. Hey, I'm really happy that we finally did it. It took a while to, to get back. I, I, I didn't have the um, passion, you know, and if I'm going to write an album, if I don't have any passion, oh, it's not going to be a good album. Well, so let me, let I, me tell I, yeah, I wait, I waited till I start jonesing for it, you know? Hmm. Yeah. And well, let me tell you this. If it wasn't for your music, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. So much appreciation to what you've done throughout oh. your career. It means a lot to me. Thanks, Hopefully, uh, I can't wait till you're here in the States. We can talk about yeah. the time when we did interview in the pandemic, right? Hopefully we get to do this oh, yeah. in person. Now we got yeah. one minute. I was gonna All I was right. gonna ask you, do you have five favorite sci-fi movies you can think of at the top of your head? Because <laughs> I know that's a big deal to you. I, I really like firing this guy, you know, it's yeah horror, pure horror. I love the first Alien. It's also pure horror. Oh, that, that uh, sits so well with me. Love that you said that. Yeah. Fuck. Now, now I'm lost. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, so, I don't know what else. Uh, but there's, uh, of I course, mean, there's, Star Wars is great. Star Wars. Know, I, but, so I love Independence Day. I don't know if you like that movie because that was just a it's for me. That too was like, Hollywood in the end. You know, <laughs> it's, it's always this typical Hollywood ending. Uh, but yeah, how else can it end? You know, it's good effects. I was yeah. actually in a, in a huge fucking THX theater when it had premiere in London. Uh-huh. I think it was the same time we went to Donington to see Kiss reunion. And holy shit, the sound there in, in London, it was insane with this movie. <laughs> it was totally blew my mind. Oh, man. Okay, you know? we're, we're going to have to save that conversation for another time. I'm yeah. going to let, let uh, you get to your next interview. Do you have any last All words right. you want to you want to share before we finish things off here? Yeah, if everything goes well, we're going to announce a North American tour uh, soon. So um, you'll be the first ones to see us, I I think, on this one. Perfect. And Texas is the best way to start things off. Everyone who's listening, this is the legendary, yes, legendary Peter from Hypocrisy. Worship Mm. drops November 26th on Nuclear Blast Records. Uh, Don't forget, you can check this podcast on all major podcast streams. Visit us on interviewunderfire.com. Peter, thank you again from the bottom of my heart, man. Stay safe out thank there. You. Stay well. Thank yeah, you. you too. Um, I'll thank see you, you here. I'll see you here in the States. All right. You stay exactly. well. Exactly. Have a good one. Thank all you right. very much. Talk to you later. Support. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.